and uh, welcome back uh, to the Toronto Real Estate Podcast. Uh, my name is Ed Layton, and I work with my wife, Cheryl Layton, and we form Cheryl and Ed on Homes. And we're both licensed realtors working under the Keller Williams Portfolio Realty uh, Brokerage. Uh, and today is the 9th of March. So we're uh, this is episode four for us. How'd you feel? Good. Excellent. I think it's going well. We're getting great feedback. Yeah. And uh, today's the fourth episode, and we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. Well, it was a... Um, we got the, uh, the some of the Treb stats out, which were, yeah, I think you can talk about in a second, which were kind of interesting, but not really because it's stuff that we kind of knew just by looking and being in the market ourselves. But it's certainly useful for everybody to sort of see what happened in the end of February, according to the uh, the, the gospel that is the Toronto Real Estate or Regional Real Estate Marketing Board. Um, we're also going to sort of finish that conversation, I think, around. Um, you know, that we've been pursuing, like, what do you do if you've got a million bucks and that's it in in uh, the GTA? And also, um, you know, you know, sort of being a bit more precise about the options that are available to people. Um, Treb brought up some interesting stuff that you're also going to talk about later, I think, aren't you, with the, the luxury um, market slash the market now that it really resembles a, a, a significant portion, actually, of... Um, of, of uh, transactions that are going through um, and we've got a nice little home of the week that's in our neighborhood as well that we we found and we're we're super excited to talk about um, so so what happened this week with Treb what, what did they say about February uh, well again it's another record sales uh, month in uh, the greater Toronto area so that seem that theme seems to be the same yeah definitely I think there's more consumer confidence right definitely in terms of uh where the buyers are at and you know they're feeling a little bit safer in their employment situation right and you know they're just still taking advantage of the um ultra low borrowing cost the uh the rumor last week that rates um the fixed rates are going up mm. they haven't gone up yet yeah i think i mean to put it into some context for everybody um that the, the amount of sales increased by 52.5 percent in there february 10, 000, yeah. yeah there were 10,970 sales in february 2021 compared to 7,193 yeah. um in this time yeah last year yeah, so it's yeah. definitely gone up we've lived and, and bought in this city for you know many years now um, and I think this feels slightly different because that number, that million dollar number is kind of a breakthrough thing for, for, for Toronto. And it's a cross. It is. It is. It's it's a psychological jump because, you know, we were in the low 900s this time last year in terms of average sale price. And now we're they're saying we're at a million and forty five thousand. Now, to put into some context, when they're talking about sales, a, they're talking about a massive geographical area, like the whole of Toronto. So it's like everything that's uh, west of Pickering, 
east of Mississauga and south of Steele. So it's a huge amount of space and it constitutes all housing types, right? So it's not just yes. detached homes, but it's condos, condo townhouses. Um, semi-detached. Semi-detached. Detached yeah. rows. Yeah, co-ops, even co-ownership. So it's a very aggregated number and maybe slightly misleading for someone who just wants what people call a home or a house, right? Where, where they're talking about freehold residential ownership. Um, you know, and, and the numbers start to look a little different and it's spiraled out into completely different ways that realtors are working and, and indeed how first time buyers especially have to start thinking about home ownership and where they can afford. Um, yes, I mean, I think uh, that that's interesting because if you distill out from those 10,000 sales or 10,900 sales, you know, those freehold sales make up about 7,000 of them. Yeah, I think it's very clear that um, the latter part of 2020 was uh, very, uh, there was a lot of sales. It was a very fervent market. And that's basically, that theme is carrying on uh, throughout, you know, this first quarter of this year. Right. So, you know, we're definitely seeing a continued popularity of suburban low price properties. Has this pandemic stunted uh, GTA residents uh, owning a home? I don't think it has, it, really. It hasn't. It, it really hasn't. Um, we've been, you know, uh, Treb has been uh, stating record months since pretty much August of last year. Right. And um, once the economy actually opens up properly and immigration resumes, yeah, there's going to be and, well. and the vaccination rollout. Prices are going to go up further. Yeah, you know, I'm getting yeah. a lot of questions from clients right now. Shall I buy now or shall I wait? What shall I do? Shall right. I list now? And um, I think a lot of economists, a lot of realtors, I think we are definitely seeing prices very hot right now. Right. But we, a lot of us do feel that it's going to continue. Yeah. Price growth is going to continue. You know, I mean, it's 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 always back to the fundamentals. We, we spoke at length um, last week about you know, bond markets and quantitative easing and all that stuff. But they're just they're just like the, the you know, the little levers on the engine. The actual engine is <laughs> supply and demand. And the reality is that there isn't much supply out there for, for the amount of interest there are on people buying property. And, you know, maybe we can discuss this in another podcast, but um, there, there, there needs to be a solution from, you know, the municipality and the province around um, getting more, housing. Yeah, more diverse and affording housable supply in the region. I mean, that said, Cheryl, um, if your budget is a million bucks and you want one of those 7,000 freehold homes, I mean, what do you do? Well, I mean, obviously people are going further afield. And um, in the last 30 days, the list to sell price ratio is about 117%. Right. Um, meaning that if you have a max of a million dollars, right, you should be shopping for properties under 
850,000. No so when I, you know, when we have clients um, that have a million dollars to spend and that is their max, yeah. you know, when we're setting up searches, depending on the area, we're setting up searches that start at 699 or 799. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, this is a, this is interesting or maybe a bit scary. Um, if you think about the 10,970 uh, homes that were recorded by Treb that sold in February, 170 of those homes sold under a million dollars. Really? There's nothing. Only 170. What is that? So, what, and a point, lot of point them... One point, point zero point one five. Right. Or like that. Not even... So, and many of them were listed at 699, selling at 900, 799, selling at 950. Yeah, yeah. Very few of them even were, were listed at 849. Right. And that is a, that's just so few properties and not even in EO1, EO2, many of them are in EO4, EO7, EO8. Yeah, not even like EO3. I mean, um, we, we, forget we... about the central district. Maybe uh, with the exception of C13, which uh, which is the areas of Parkwoods, Donalds and Victoria Village, uh, which both run due south of the 401 and east of the DVP. Right. Um, but so only one central core district. Yeah. And many of them are actually many of them on the east side. Now, you know, over the years, I've worked with many first time buyers. Right. And I got low. I've got so many clients in EO three, yeah. and uh, so you know they were you know they they bought when they had five hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. You know we we always turn to EO two or EO three. Well, you know forget that. Yeah, no, that's done. Yeah, you're you're really pushing out. I mean, that's even that sort of Coxwell, Little India area, right? That's now out of completely out of scope, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, I know you're going to talk in in more depth uh, about some of those um, little areas in uh, the eastern districts and and touch upon. And not even the west side of the city, there there really aren't that many. um, Yeah, I think for the purposes of this, because we'll be going on if if we talk too much about. Yeah, we we can if people want to hear about, you know, areas that are. viable in the in the west there aren't really that many actually until you get out way out near the humber and just south of uh, the 401 in the west that's really tricky but i think there's actually in my opinion slightly more uh, rounded opportunity and an interesting conversation to be had as you move towards pickering it's just maybe my opinion so i've done a little bit of looking at it to see see what it all means i mean so yeah to to, to shape it up yeah if you're going out with a search under say 850 uh, as cheryl rightly said uh, eo1 and eo2 so those neighborhoods around the dvp well you know people called the danforth which is riverdale prime riverdale leslieville even greenwood and coxwell blake and jones and east york they're, they're not on the table now which is the big shift i think in the last six months um so you're having to go a little bit east of that um you're actually having to push out to the most easterly parts of eo3 uh, which specifically means o'connor and parkview uh, woodbine lumsden and crescent town 
Um, so that, that, and there's opportunities there. The stock tends to be fairly narrow, maybe, um, uh, you know, sort of 100 foot lots as well. But uh, maybe a little bit of work still needs to be done on those properties. I mean, it gets a little bit more generous as you go into EO4, mainly in Clareley and Birchmount areas. And they run south of Eglinton north warden between vic park and birchmount avenue and that's when you start getting your home homes what i think of as home homes where you've got a, a 25 plus uh, foot wide lot with that goes back 100 for detached and they tend to be like bungalows or one and a half stories three bedrooms two washrooms maybe three washrooms well maintained um but these are homes that um a lot of people have lived their majority of their lives in, so need a bit of cosmetic upkeep. A lot of the bungalows, bungalows them, used to be called victory, victory houses. Oh, after the Second World War? Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cute. I didn't know that. Um, but there's a bunch there, right, in that neighbourhood. Um, and they're terrific uh, options for people because they resemble what you would call proper family homes i suppose um eo6 is is lovely i like i love is i love it the east part of the city especially as you kind of go along kingston road uh south of the danforth because you're, you're so near the the, the 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 lake ontario uh eo6 is near the lake it's just east of scarborough bluffs um it's rarer to see um you know, listings at this price point, um, especially south of the Danforth and south of Kingston Road, but they do come up. Um, they're, they're, they're good deep lots. They're narrower lots at 25 foot, but they're available too. And they, as I say, they're sort of, they're in between like the beach, I suppose you would call it, and, and Scarborough Bluffs. Um, but some, there's some product there that's, that's nice as well. Um, EO8 is probably, in my opinion, in terms of those um, communities. Um, it's in, beautiful. In, yeah, in Scarborough and on the east side of the city, probably the jewel in the crown. Um, varied sort of uh, product tends to be there. Um, you know, it's uh, they're big lots. They can be very big lots, 40 foot wide, 50 wide by 100 to 150 deep. Again, in this price point, tend to be old uh product that's in need of a fair amount of attention uh, the challenge for buyers especially the nearer you get to the uh the the water into scarborough bluffs and some of the parks there um is that the actual property that's on those lots is doesn't add any value to the lot itself so there's um you know the, the 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 real estate itself is worth more to a renovator or a, a, a sorry a a, a builder a developer uh, than it is to a buyer who wants to actually use the existing walls so a lot of the time you're in competition with those guys who want to which isn't sort of, easy it, no it's definitely not easy because they're working on a completely different economic model uh, than people who just want to buy them as home so that is the challenge in uh, challenge rather in e08 um, that said if you're lucky you'll find a rough diamond but you know this in order to get into that little pocket and get near the lake you kind of have to know that you're going to put some time and money into making it up to scratch um yeah i mean eo7 is a different ball of wax obviously because you're pushing right up into um up towards steels the 401 south of steels for the most part uh between markham road and kennedy and those sort of areas um yeah i mean millican and agincourt uh, offer 
actually really great opportunities for people. A lot of those homes were built in the 1980s. They're two stories. They sit on decent lots. They're just a bit unsexy, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, you've got to know that when you, they're, they're limited curb appeal, uh, but you've got to focus on what you can do to improve the exterior, don't you think? Are you thinking blue eyeshadow and uh, shoulder pads? I'm definitely thinking a bit of that <laughs> and uh, some, uh, uh, you know, back combing of hair and flicks. <laughs> and I think the sensibilities around 1980s fashion probably uh hit e07 in a in a in a in from a home building perspective so that's that's kind of where it's at but i mean it's it's a good neighborhood worth a look if you can uh, take the 1980s design um e09 sits just above e08 uh and is north of the danforth south of the 401 some massive uh opportunities there bendale woburn morningside two stories big homes big lots they're again a little tired they were built a little bit before um that sort of agincourt millican area i think most of those properties were built in the 50s um tons of designs if you're like a bit of an architecture enthusiast if you're you know sort of spent some time looking at different ways that homes residential homes were built there's a bunch of sort of side splits and back splits and multi-level properties that are in this neighborhood are uh, pretty cool actually different feel completely different when you walk in there and someone with a good eye can make them beautiful homes and a place to be and they're fundamentally good uh, they rent out actually very well in those neighborhoods i mean i've noticed that you can um you know get those properties leased out for two thousand plus um fairly easily so you know for the investor or for the first time buyer that maybe wants to live somebody somewhere else and uh, but get their foot in the door for mm -hmm. some real estate um i think eo um eo9 represents eo9 and uh, sorry eo8 represents a good opportunity i have a love affair actually right now i have to tell you with e10 and e11 there's a real to talk for you isn't it having a love affair with a region i know um, I like it because it's uh, I, I'm a big fan of blending urban with um, sort of good recreational and green spaces mm. to me. Green space and you like, bike, you know, you like to bike, bike and, and run. Yeah, and get out for a nice mm -hmm. hike. And um, E10 and E11 do that. The access to Rouge a National Urban Park is 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 really easy which runs i was surprised to me when i found out but it's a massive massive tract of land and it goes from steels literally straight down to um straight down to the lake because of the um, rouge river but fantastic you've got access there uh um to 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 um other uh, parks the lower highland creek park east point park and indeed ruse beach itself they all represent really positive lifestyle and uh, features and go above and beyond just um the home that you're buying so there's a bunch of different properties from bungalows to detached side splits semis and you know two-story buildings um and all sit on decent lots and there's a, lot, a fair amount of opportunity my personal favorites in terms of the communities are uh, west hill and rouge um itself or rouge 10 i think it's called um where there's slightly less opportunity but as i say you've got those wonderful uh, lifestyle attributes of being near green space and some good recreational stuff that can be an attraction pretty much um 12 months a year that kind of wraps it up really for me in terms of the opportunities in the east so whilst it's it can be a little bit um uh you know disheartening 
have a look at the east there is opportunity out there yeah there is you just got to be a, a little bit more expansive i think i mean you have you have to if you want to buy a home right now you have to be fully committed to this market you can't right. be like you know a dabbler no. You, you've got to be in it to win it. Yeah, there's definitely an intentionality that are needed to, uh, to, to, to get a property in, in Toronto right now. I mean, the reality is, of course, I mean, we're talking, we've spent the last two weeks talking a lot about this price point, but... Um, where what the majority of people want truthfully a detached or semi-detached home in central toronto um you know not in the east and not in the west and 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 that that means something else i think doesn't it in terms of pricing well when you when you're looking you know you know i i looked at the um the treb market watch in detail when you look at where the majority uh, of sales are um, you know, in the nearly in the eleven thousand homes that have sold in February, um, they're very much in the detached properties price range, um, between a million to one point five million. Right. Right. So you know, and and some of those buyers, they are first time buyers, mm-hmm. and then. On the other end, you've got um, a lot of the sales coming from the condo market, condos, condo townhouses, um, in the 400,000 to 800,000 range. Right. Now, they are, the majority of them, definitely first-time home buyers. Yeah. But I also looked uh, to see... Um, what was happening over the $2 million house at price range. And um, there were 550 sales. Yeah, I mean, that's a staggering amount for that price, isn't it? Across the GTA. Yeah. Um, So then I looked at the central core Mm -hmm. luxury segment. And, uh, you know, and and obviously we, you know, we live in Lawrence Park North and and there have been some, quite a bit of sales. You see the for sale signs and the sold signs. So, you know, we were very aware of it, but 83 homes sold in February between $3 million and $10 million. Yeah, a lot of money out there. So, um, you know, mainly in the Lawrence Park, North and South, Rosedale, um, St. Andrews uh, neighborhoods and, and you know, a couple of homes in the bridal path, I'm and, and you know, the two millions, okay. <laughs> uh, and not a coincidence that these areas have very good no. public schools, yeah, and private schools, yeah, and very family oriented. Um, but for example, there's a beautiful home um, at 175 Roxborough, right, um, across Chorley Park. And, you know, beautiful 50 by 150 uh, foot lot, south, beautiful home, really high end finishes. Right. Um, it was listed just under $8 million. Right. And sold in four days for $8 million. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me. You know, coming from, from London, yeah. you're definitely starting to see some nuances that 
you know, in, in London, you know, one of the reasons why we left London was because it was becoming so expensive. True, yeah. And I think there are definitely many pockets now in the central core of Toronto. Yeah, they're off limits for it's most people. Off limits yeah. for a lot of people. Speaking of which, I want to talk about our home of the week. Excellent. Oh, uh, I like this home of the week. Yeah, very sexy. It it is. um, I mean, it's 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 near where we live. We walk past it. Past it. Mm -hmm. I've walked past it many Um, times. And it's not because of that that I've picked it because I could have used a bunch of different ones that are on the on the MLS. This place is 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 unbelievable because first of all, you've kind of got the context around it. But what I love about it is, I'll be honest with you, I, it was like a, a complete refreshment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's admittedly in a very uh, affluent part of the, the city. Most of the housing stock around them, and you become quite blasé about it, these traditional centre hall properties, you know, sort of four to five bedrooms, probably a swimming pool in the back. But many are custom uh, built as cu- well. Custom built, 100%. Very high finishes. High finishes, uh, re- renovated to the max. Um, but they all are basically boxes with like a gable roof on it and some dormers. And I say it in a very blase way because they're beautiful, beautiful properties. But there's loads of them in that neighborhood and you become a bit blinded mm-hmm. by them. This thing sticks out like uh, unbelievably. It um, does. <laughs> in the neighborhood, I think it's called Bezier Curve Home or House. And this was built by a, cu- a custom uh, builder. Uh, who I think he really wanted his property to be a bit of a calling card. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, the front, we, it's a, um, it's basically this uh, geometrical curve. This guy, um, uh, Bézier, was a Frenchman, died, I think, uh, a while ago, maybe over 20 years ago. But he was an innovator, an engineer, and he's the guy, I think, who, who uh, innovated around sort of 3D renderings of mm-hmm. shapes. So I think he worked at Renault, who's a car guy. So he kind of did that so they could visualize the shape of a car. But the same technology has been used to curate or create this incredible roof. Uh, The framing that must have been done on it, the custom, the craftsmanship is is insane because it's very steep. And it looks like a, uh, you know, as I say, if you can imagine a curve that's on a computer, that's a 3D rendering on a computer, it looks like that. I think they're like uh, laminated or or zinc or aluminum aluminum shingles so what happens is and it stuck out to me like a, a sore thumb because when i was walking on the road with our daughter it was a heavy snowfall and you could see this huge pile mm-hmm. of snow that had just basically come off the curve of the house it was neatly piled instead of sitting on their roof was neatly piled uh, outside the front outside their front door obviously not in the way but it was just a fantastic visual uh, incredible engineering using lots of different materials uh, i understand that it has all mod cons that you could ever mm-hmm. wish for in a building but boy, it's such a pleasure to see a different type of luxury home and somebody that was doing that something that had an architectural significance and relevance beyond. It actually it. has a pool in the front, has a so pool. that's why they've. Oh. Um, it's an L-shaped uh, house because they they built it so it could cradle like the pool. Oh, nicely. did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, it's a terrific home and bravo to the owners and indeed the man that built it because it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic work of art. Yeah, I think it, um, you know, sometimes 
it's not always easy to be uh, to be different. Uh, so yeah, kudos because um, it, it, it's a, I think I think it's beautiful. But I know I was walking with a friend and uh, my friend didn't like it at all. For me, I was just I was blown away. Uh, cool. Um, we've run really super long um, on this uh, particular episode, um, but it's been great talking to you, Cheryl. And you. And um, anybody that's listening to this this far, uh, congratulations. <laughs> I hope you and haven't fallen thank you. asleep. You might have. I, 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 I have no idea why you would listen this far, <laughs> but if you have, that's wonderful. One last thing, I promise. Uh, if you do have any real estate uh, related questions or you're concerned about the Toronto real estate market and want more insight, please feel free. We'd love to hear from you. So you can call us, email us or even DM us. Thanks. Uh, and we hope to speak to you and we will speak to you this time next week. Have a good week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Now.